0: Hi, hi, hi. This is Marceline Bailey of the Side Hustle Social Worker by ML Bailey Consultants Incorporated. Today we are highlighting Janelle Holland. Janelle is a therapist in the Brunswick, Georgia area, currently works. At a military installation providing counseling and case management services to service members and their dependents. But that's not all. Janelle also is a side hustle social worker. Over the as long as I've known her, actually, she <laughs> has had a number of businesses and has done a a lot of work apart from her full-time position. She believes that social workers can, can gain financial stability as well as professional satisfaction by using their individual skills and experiences to create multiple income streams and I'm gonna let Janelle just tell you all a little bit more about her background why don't you go ahead Janelle
1: good morning thank you so much Marcy for having me be a part of your podcast I'm excited about this conversation today so as Marcy said my name is Janelle Holland I'm a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Georgia and um, my career has kind of just taken several different tours. I've had the opportunity to work for agencies, non-profit, for-profit. I've worked um, in agencies that advocate for children with special needs. I've worked with military and then last but not least, I've been a business owner as a social worker. So right now, my focus is really trying to reach out and help others, clinicians, social workers, marriage and family therapists who want to have an extraordinary career, but they're tired of being locked in that box of I have to go to this agency, work there for twenty years, get a minimal salary, and then I retire and do what? That's not the story that I want to have for my life. So I'm on a mission to create that and take as many other people who want to go with me.
0: Tell me, Janelle, you've worked at you've worked for a number of agencies, including mm-hmm. nonprofit organizations, for-profit organizations. How has that shaped your thinking? In of how to leverage your skills to build a successful, sustainable, and satisfying business.
1: Well, I I think um, that's been my advantage. Um, If I could tell a short story, one time I was hired by um, an agency. They wanted me to do uh, specific uh, work, and they sent me to a training all the way in, Memphis Tennessee to um go to the workshop but lo and behold they sent me to the wrong training and I was like kind of just stuck in Memphis but I mean of course I went to the training because when I got back to Brunswick I leveraged it I used that training to start a group that probably helped me make more money in those first couple of months so every experience that I've had I've built upon it and used it in some way now in my business So even when I was the director at a nonprofit and I learned how to use QuickBooks and come full circle, I had to use QuickBooks to manage my finances for my business. So I just use what I already had to help me. It's kind of like when I think about if I could go for a minute to a story in the Bible uh, when Jesus tells his disciples, you know, don't throw away any of the scraps when he feeds the, the multitude, he feeds the 5,000 and he tells them pick up the leftovers because you can use those to make whatever you want to make into it. And I think about that often that any experience or training or um, opportunity I've had, I could use that now in some way or capacity to help me further what I want to do in my career.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think um, to add to what you're saying, um, that as social workers, we often uh, despise the difficulties that we experience for agencies. But all Mm -hmm. of those experiences, the challenges, the difficulties, all help to shape Who we are, and we do have a full basket when we choose to step out into entrepreneurship.
1: Absolutely, I agree wholeheartedly, and not to uh, step on any of the other uh, disciplines because you and I have had this conversation that how as social workers we're kind of trained. To know how to be resourceful, reach out, look for other things that you know. Some of the other disciplines they're more focused on, you know, the therapy, the um, working with the client, helping that system, the family, whatever. But we as social workers, we're kind of taught to be a jack of all trades and how to use our different skills in different arenas. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So tell me, <laughs> tell me about the arena
1: that you're using. All of your skills right now well I'm kind of in the social entrepreneurship um, sphere if you want to call it that right now arena so um, I've taken what I do as a social worker from my counseling to providing workshops to um, consulting with agencies I've taken all of that and turned it into a business and not because a lot of times we think as social workers we have to have a business that's a nonprofit. I'm not a nonprofit. I'm a for-profit organization making money. So that means at the end of the day, I want to have a profit when when it, when all is done. So I've taken all of that and turned it into a business where I'm able to use, um, I don't have to just stay in the therapy office. Now, for some people, that's what they want to do. They want to be a traditional therapist where they, you know, are in the office. But me being the extrovert that I am, I like being out and about. So I've um, broadened what I've done from just being a therapist to leveraging that to do other things speaking in front of um, audiences. Last year, I had the opportunity to speak internationally. I spoke about uh, mental health matters in Paris, France, which was a dream come true for me. So I've been able to use that. I've been able to consult with other agencies. I've been able to, what else have I done? I've written books, created products um, that I can sell. So I'm not just using one thing um, as we think... um, I started in private practice, and we think of that as one thing, but I've been able to kind of broaden that. That's still my home base, but I've been able to broaden that and do other things that I enjoy doing also.
0: Tell us about some of the products that you've developed.
1: So I have a couple of different books that I've worked on. I've um, created the, um, the Private Practice Starter Guide, Um, It has five chapters that is a quick, easy read if you want to, if you're thinking about starting a private practice, it gives you some real practical information. Um, I've also started, I also created a private practice plan. So this is just a four page PDF that lets you fill in the information that you need to kind of get yourself started to start your private practice. The private practice starter guide and the plan can work hand in hand if you want to get those together. And then my most recent creation that I have done is my 12 income streams book that I wrote. So this talks about 12 different income streams that clinicians, counselors, social workers, social service providers um, can use from skills that they already have to create 12 different income streams. And I'm really excited about that because I think sometimes we undersell ourselves and think I don't have 12 different ways to make money. Yes, you do. And the book kind of walks you through it. It gives you uh, the 12 topics. It gives you what skills you need to be able to work in that um, income stream. And then it gives you area for kind of brainstorming how you want to get started in that area.
0: So tell me, Janelle, for, let's say that I am a, which I am, I am a social worker, but just say that (laughs) I come to you and I say, I want to invest in my future, and I want to start a business. Mm-hmm. Where do you start? What would you tell tell someone a social worker or a counselor um, in mm-hmm. another um, in an in another area area? Where do you start? Answer that for me. Okay,
1: so I would probably start by. Um, well, first of all, I would tell them, absolutely, you can do this. And then I would start asking them some questions to kind of gauge um, some of their skills, what their work experience has been, um, just to kind of tap into where do they want to go with this business. So one of the questions that I often ask is, okay, do you want to maintain what you call a side hustle, you know, something where you make money on the side and, you know, time to time you do it? Or do you want to have a full-fledged you know, 100% business where you are working that business and, you know, more full time. So I asked them that and then I ask them, you know, what are their passions, what experiences they've had, and then we kind of start developing what services they want to be able to provide. Um, I think from there, we can start helping them to develop what that business model is going to look like for them. Because for anyone, it could be a variety of different things. Like what? Um, someone may want to be um, just the traditional therapist that we talked about. Someone else may want to um, work with teen girls. So if they want to work with teen girls, how are they going to do that? What services are they going to provide? And remember, this is a business. How are you going to make the money? Now, they could go nonprofit if they want, but they could also go for profit if they want to provide services for girls it could be an after school activity they do it could be a self-esteem group that they do it could be uh uh what else could they do maybe they want to work with girls and teaching them about exercise I mean the possibilities are infinite but they will have to decide what they want that to look like so that we can develop a business model that's going to work for them yes so social workers have been I
0: think social workers who Work in agencies which a number of us have have done and continue to do, and we Absolutely. are we, <laughs> we are so um, indoctrinated in
1: mm-hmm. the sense of
0: we give things away mm-hmm. How do you make the mental switch from giving things away to clients clientele consumers to having someone pay you for services because there is a mental s- switch that mm-hmm.
1: has to
0: that has to happen i've experienced it myself how do you mm-hmm. counsel uh someone who is starting a business particularly social workers on how to make that mental s-
1: um so I, i think <laughs> I think it, it requires an ongoing conversation in the beginning because we have been programmed to think. Many of us worked in agencies that our positions were, you know, funded by grants and it was only this amount. But I think we've been conditioned to think social work is free and social work isn't free. I recently read an article where it said the MSW is the new MBA. And if I go to a recent MBA grad and ask them, what their expected income. Some of them will tell you right off the bat six figures because of the field they're going to be in. So I'm looking like, why shouldn't I always be six figures also if the MSW is the new MBA, which I do believe. Social workers can do a myriad of things. We can go into a lot of different fields, not just traditional social work. So I think it's an ongoing conversation of kind of having new conversations about what that looks like in our field that we shouldn't be getting paid pennies. Because if you think about our graduate program, they're some of the most rigorous programs to get through. <laughs> and so we should be compensated um, accordingly with that. So having a conversation with them, talking to them, and then um, having a conversation about you know what do they want Um, this business to do for them if it's just you know they just want to make some extra money because I'll be honest I've had a side hustle ever since I was uh, newly licensed in 2002 now in the beginning when I had those side hustles all of my money went to buying shoes and purses that's all I bought shoes purses purses shoes right (laughs) so that's what I used the money for it was play money But as I got more into my business and I was like, this has to replace my income because I eventually want to do this private practice full time. Then I had to shift my thinking on how am I going to create enough income to pay myself, pay my overhead and pay taxes, all of the stuff that goes into being a business owner. So I think that helps to contribute to when you start thinking about it. So there um, I once attended, well, not attended, but I saw a video that one clinician did where she walked you through kind of going backwards. How much money do you want to be able to bring home? And then she had like a little formula um, to show you how much money you need to make in your private practice. That was an eye opener for me because you can't forget you got to pay the IRS on top of everything else. But just changing our mindset about what we think, go back to your original question, changing our mindset about what we think about how how much social workers should get paid is the beginning of that conversation.
0: Okay. That's great. That's really, really good information, Janelle. So tell us about Clinical
1: Connections. Yes. So Clinical Connections is a group an online, well, it's an online and in-person group that me and a few of my friends started several years ago. Uh, we had all worked at the same agency together and then as others started to resign or leave or you know go into their own businesses, we wanted to somehow stay connected. So we met in person the first time and we came up with the, connect- with the name Clinical Connections and gosh, we have been meeting intermittently since maybe 2012, 2011. Um, we we kind of made it bigger by inviting other people to the group. Um, we're even taking it online uh, because of the social pandemic. Well, the pandemic that's causing us um, to have social distancing. So we're doing it online. But the Clinical Connections group meets um, for networking, um, for training we share resources we talk about what we're doing at our agencies or what we're doing in our different businesses just to share information and to connect because sometimes um being in private practice or being a business owner can be lonely a little bit if you're not in an area where you get to connect with other people um and then sometimes we just get together for the camaraderie we can talk about what's going on in our profession the world or even with our families um it's just a way for us to stay connected, but also to be kind of um, uplifting to one another. Mm-hmm.
0: So, how does how does a person who's interested in becoming a part of Clinical Connections do that?
1: Absolutely easy. So, our group is on Facebook. If you um, Facebook dot com forward slash Clinical Connections with an S on the end, um, that should take you right to the group. And when you go to the group, there will be three questions that you need to answer. Um, And then one of the administrators of the group will review it, and then you'll be a member. You can come in. You can ask questions. You can look around at some of the resources that have been shared. We would love for anyone who's interested in the group to join us.
0: Okay. So that's Clinical Connections. Go to Mm -hmm. Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash clinical connections with an S on the end to join the online Facebook group. So let me ask this too, Janelle. Um ooh, my, my timer went off and I <laughs> my question also went out of my head. Let me let me Uh-oh. regroup for a second. Okay. Okay. So challenges. You have had side hustle um, since you earned your clinical licensure, which is a licensed clinical social worker, as a licensed clinical mm-hmm. social worker. So my question is, what are some of the challenges that social workers may face as a, uh, having, in having a side hustle, a full-time job, and
1: how can they overcome some of those challenges? Well, I think the biggest challenge is managing your time um, to be able to do all of those endeavors and to do them well. Um, you want to, you know, give 100% to everything that you're doing. Um, so kind of what I've been doing, because that's me in this in, in this season, is I've been trying to um, intentionally kind of compartmentalize so that I can give full attention to um, what I'm working on at that time instead of trying to do everything in one day so I have specific days that you know I, I well, I work full time but then I have specific days that I set aside maybe 90 minutes that I'm doing something working on my business or you know like today <laughs> today is going to be a day to do some home stuff um, um, so I scheduled that for today Um, and that's kind of how I've been trying to manage because it can get overwhelming I can remember um, just a couple of weeks ago uh, I called uh, our business coach Marcy and I was like I can't do this you know I wanted to pull out my hair yell scream cry beat my head on the wall and she was like okay let's settle down and let's talk about what you need to do let's break off one piece let's get that done and then you can move on to the other thing so I think it's you know, keeping in perspective, um, you know, what's important at that moment and then scheduling out time for you to work on each of those components at different times instead of trying to do, you know, be superwoman or superman and do everything in every day.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like working from home because so many people who have side hustles work from home. But when you Mm -hmm. work from home, you really... To schedule your time and schedule your activities just as you would if you were in an office or on your nine to five job and I think mm-hmm. that is, a, is definitely a challenge that people who have side hustle businesses face and have to adjust more so. We're about Sorry. out of time, Janelle, and I've really okay. enjoyed hearing from you. I know that the Thank information you. that you've shared will be helpful to those uh, men and women who want mm-hmm. to start a side hustle business. How they uh, connect with you? Where are you? Where are you on social media? How can they connect?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm on Facebook um as powerful living with Janelle powerful f u l living with Janelle I'm on Twitter as k janelle holland and I'm also on LinkedIn as janelle holland All right um those are the social media platforms and then of course my website www.janelleholland.com is another way that you can reach me
0: All right so there you have it you can connect with Janelle Holland Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, also via the Facebook group as well as her website janelleholland.com. Janelle, I'm so glad that you joined us this morning. I know you have a busy, you so day. busy day. Busy yes. day because yes. people with side hustles are constantly doing business. You can't make money if you're not working your business and you are definitely doing that i want to thank you again for joining us thank you thank you and for those of you who are listening uh make sure that you check out janelleholland.com as well as and you know that she has her social media uh Information on her website. Check it out. Mm -hmm. You learn some good stuff. I'm Marcelin Bailey. That's all for now. As always, take good care.